So welcome to Pop Therapy with Jenny Sue. Uh, today, we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited about this. We are doing this long distance too. Uh, so if there's anything that's messed up about it, just blame technology, not me. Thank you. Um, so introducing my bestest friend in the entire world, Miss Amanda Rose Valoy. That's my intro song. I don't know if oh. you're going to have intro, but whoop, whoop. Oh, how do you do that? Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. There goes the club one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Amanda and I have been friends for a really long time. However, when we first became friends, it was more in like a acquaintance capacity. Um, mm -hmm. Technically, I used to babysit her and I have that in quotation marks because I couldn't tell her that I was babysitting her. Um, <laughs> I was really watching her little brother and she would just kind of be there. Um, but I was supposed to keep an eye on her too. Because that was the worst teenager ever. Yeah, she was a bit naughty. Um, Amanda's <laughs> older brother, Freddie, and I went to high school together and became quick friends. And so we would always be over his house because it was like the chill spot. And his little sister, Amanda, was there. And she was often in trouble and grounded. So she would become <laughs> a lot more there. Um, but yeah, so it started with just like, a oh, my friend's little sister kind of thing. And then when I moved to North Carolina back in 2010, um, we, we joke about the fact that Freddie was too busy because he had a girlfriend <laughs> and other things going on. And so because he kind of like abandoned both of us, because I was living with him and that was his sister, we kind of found each other. And yes. we've been, uh, you know, closest closest two peas in a pod ever since. God, that's like stories you could tell children at night. Like, that was such a good story. Like, I know I could have made it like more dramatic and romantic, but I was like, yeah. you know, I, can't I love it. Um, so yeah. So in the, in the years since Amanda and I, we kind of lived together, uh, her, mm -hmm. her boyfriend and one of her friends all moved into our apartment at, uh, <laughs> one point in time. Um, and then I was in Raleigh for two years while Amanda stayed in Greensboro and then after I moved back to New York, uh, we basically saw each other whenever I would be in North Carolina or you would be in New York. And then she moved home to New York temporarily for <laughs> what was it? a few months. It was my, yeah, it was for, I actually just said this the other day. It was six months. I call it my breakup. It was, months? It was that yeah. long? Oh my God. Yeah. I really, I, I feel like it was short. My mom made it that short. I would have stayed longer. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> She was home for six months and it was amazing because I like was able to have like a friend to just like lay in bed and watch TV with. Um, yeah. That was so great. Um, and then it she was. I love, I love how my breakup rehab was so great for you. I know. I know. She like came back to New York, like in <laughs> literally in pieces. Like when I picked you up at the airport, you were in pieces. And I was like, yeah. Yes. That's me at home. Like, You're about to watch home. mad TV. <laughs> literally you're like oh you want to go out i'm like yeah out to my bed Let's yeah and we did that uh, no literally it was so great um but yeah so and to this day you know um that for the past nine months nine mm -hmm. months um uh, amanda and her incredible boyfriend bill <laughs> uh they have been traveling around the country in a camper van mm -hmm. um with everything that they own in life that mm -hmm. didn't have to be put in storage and they were traveling the country and, and figuring themselves out and where, you know, they wanted their next steps to be and what they wanted to do. And they have finally found the place that they're going to call home. And Amanda, mm -hmm. you want to tell the listeners where that is? Yes, that is Idaho. And before any of you say, <laughs> actually, no, I hope everyone says, what's in Idaho? Potatoes? Yes. You know, my new thing is I'm not going to tell anyone how awesome it is here because I don't want y'all to come. So yes, <laughs> all there is is potatoes <laughs> and a whole bunch of country people because yeah. that's what people think even though we're in the west coast it's yeah. freaking hilarious and they just so assume redneck <laughs> i always tell people how when you first started on your journey and i'd love that we call it your journey just like i love it too one, um that i was like oh i always hear from my facebook group that boise idaho is the place to be and you're like okay yeah, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely check it out and then nine months later you're like yep Boise it is. Like, yep, okay, we're living well. here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, everyone that, like, people, because, you know, it's, it's like, um, like, young 20-year-olds, mid-20-year-olds are always like, oh, I want to move. Like, where should I go? The answer is eight out of ten times, Boise, Idaho. That's the place to be. It's expanding. The, the economy is uh, in great right now. Great. 
and the location because you're not like in the middle of the country. You're more like mm-hmm. the border, so it's not that bad. But yeah, so they're they're there and they're still in their camper van. They're at one of those um long stay RV resorts. Yeah, RV resorts, and mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're applying for jobs and you know really restarting their life together out there, which yeah. is very cool. I love it. It's exciting. And we both already started over in our lives. So this is our second time for mm-hmm. both of us. He, we both started over at 18. He left Ohio. I left New York. And doing it again, is he, this is actually, I thought when I was 18, it was like exciting and new. But now I'm like 30 and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is way better. I can enjoy this more it's financially. A, <laughs> yeah. It's such a clean slate, you know? Yes. Really you can be whoever is. you want. Yeah. And if anyone listening is in Boise or knows people in Boise, Amanda is currently auditioning people to be her friend. Seriously. I've read into yeah. two people, thought they might be it, and they failed the test. So yeah, one anyone. Who, uh, introduced her to Jesus Christ, her Lord and <laughs> And she was not about that life. So, yeah. And the second one I met yesterday was 20 and married already. And I was oh, like, all right, no. I can't relate, boo. I was doing no. other things at that age. So I'm no. just going to let you guys be. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Um, so the reason that I wanted to have Amanda on, aside from the fact that I love her, is because <laughs> she is a pop culture junkie, just like me. <sighs> so what I thought we could do today was to talk about some of our shared pop culture loves. Um mm-hmm. I compiled a list and I figured we could run through it. Not too long because Zoom's going to kick us off, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Like I said, technology, it's not my fault. Um, But I thought it would be very timely if we started with Selling Sunset because season three just premiered last week, literally not even a week ago at this point uh, on Netflix. Uh, I watched season one. Um, kind of just on a, on a whim, it came up as uh, like a recommendation and I started the first episode and then I think I just got distracted. And then I got back into it and found out season two was coming out like the next week. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Flew through season two in a day. And at the end of season two, we had a surprise because they showed a clip for season three. While they were filming season two, they just kept filming for season three. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We don't even have to wait that long. So great. And especially with COVID hitting and all, you know. It would have been a touch. (laughs) So I told Amanda about it and she finally uh, cleared up room in her, in her viewing schedule uh, to watch it. And although she keeps calling it sunset listing, (laughs) uh, (laughs) she does really love the show too. So Amanda, tell us what you think about selling sunset. (laughs) Selling sunset, honestly, not only a you get to see the houses and condos that you would never be able to live in and ever in your life. You get to just look at it and be like, oh, okay, that's great. But the women on there, mm-hmm. the, the show to me, does it's not only just reality TV that like the drama and the screaming and yelling, but it's a whole bunch of boss broads in one place who handle theirs. And that's like the best thing. And with style, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's awesome. My favorite person so far is Chrishell, uh, Amanda now, and Marie. Those are my three girls. That's it. I'm, I'm that team. And anyone that watches knows what I mean when I say I'm that team. <laughs> She's su- Sunset Listing and, and Marie. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, man. She's oh, like, no, oh, it sounds better that way. It's fine. The, you know what? She's so beautiful to me. And she's just like a bomb woman at her age. I'm just like, you need to be a Marie. A Marie. Mary. You know what it does? Mary's just too basic for yeah. her. I actually agree with that. Um, yeah, so those are my favorite three as well. Chrishell uh, is just... She's just an angel. And I'm sure as all of you listening know, um, you know, in season three, we see her going through her divorce and it was a divorce that she was blindsided by. And regardless of whether or not you actually like her, um, because we do know a few people who said like, oh, I'm not really a fan of Chriselle. I think watching it, no matter who you are, you're very taken aback in the moment because the way that her coworkers found out. Chriselle wasn't in the office. Her coworkers were all there and they were all sitting around chatting. And then one of them, Christine, she gets um, an, um, an alert from TMZ that Justin Hartley has filed for divorce. And I just think about like, if I was at work and found out suddenly about a coworker that just happened to not be there at that moment, like something so, you know, traumatic happened. And the whole world knows now. Right. And also you could tell 
that it really was a blindside because all of them were shook by it. Mm-hmm. It's a very small office. Like, you know, there's only a handful of people um, in the office and and even smaller amount of the people in the office are actually on the show. So mm-hmm. for none of them to have a clue that there was any problems, you know that it really was a shock because as much as you try and hide how you're feeling about something like big in your life, it would show a bit. You know what I mean? And, like, that's, and that's a celebrity and that's what annoys me about it. Like when I was having a conversation with someone, they're like, but he said that that's not how it happened. Okay, first of all, we're not listening to what he said because he's already in a whole new relationship with someone he was on the show with. He's not a reliable source anymore. That's right. it. That's one. And two, we all know that celebrities can't do nothing without it being shown on magazines, social media, nothing. Nothing ever came out about them in a negative source in a magazine, nothing. That is why I do believe that he did it exactly the way she she's. And this is not the first time that someone famous has went to just file and then hit up their wife in a text or the wife finds out through TMZ that they're divorced. So why are we giving him credit? Because he's like this gorgeous guy on This Is Us. No, boo. Like, I'm not giving you credit for that. I absolutely agree. It was just, it was so hard to watch. And you just, like, I literally got goosebumps, like, just watching everyone kind of respond and and react to. And even her emotional roller coaster. It's like, it's like us. It's literally us. Like, she tries to joke sometimes, laugh. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she can't even talk without crying. I just don't. I don't know. I don't, they're so popular actors. They're not that great at acting. So I'm pretty sure she's right. telling the truth. Right. You know? And then you see like the two girls in the office, Christine and Davina, they <sighs> not have her back. And they try to insinuate that Chriselle is kind of putting on an act. And they're like, oh, Davina's big thing that she keeps saying over and over again. Oh, there's always two sides to a story. There's always two sides. And I love what Mary and I think it was... I think Mary, oh, and Amanda, they were both like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Two sides. The side that we're believing and the side that we are on is Chriselle. She's our friend. She's our coworker. That's just her husband. And I love the fact that um, Amanda made the point because Davina was like, well, he was always very nice to to us and da-da-da. And Amanda said, well, even more so, if you have problems with someone and your man is being all friendly to them, and that's not your man. Yo, and I love when she pointed that, that out. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, when she amazing. pointed that out. I just hope, like, like we talked about, you know, off off uh, the podcast, like, Amanza, I love her style. I think she's beautiful and everything. But the first few episodes of, of the third season, you could see physically that she was going through something. You know what's creepy about that when I texted you and I was like, is it just me? She's going through something. You're like, yeah, like she doesn't look right, blah, blah. She says it in like episode five when she sells the house. She's like, I get to get food for my kids and get myself some new hair. New hair. Yeah. Yeah. She, and I was like, okay. So it, it felt creepy because I'm like, yo, you would think we know them now. We was like, damn, she going through it. I, you could and she it. said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So selling sunset, I'm very excited for them to come back with another season. Um, allegedly someone, um, had posted that they saw, it was like two months ago or a month ago, they saw Mary and Jason like hopping out of like a white van, uh, like near the Oppenheimer group, like, uh-huh. um, like near that, like, and it looked like a production van. So I don't know if they did start production back mm-hmm. up on it uh, because they are like a small office. So it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really have to be like a huge crew, you know, like with yeah. all the, um, COVID precautions and, and things like that. So I'm hoping that season four is being filmed. Uh, but either way, I need more. I need more. I do. And I, I want to say one note before we get off this yeah. topic on that show. I, Davina, from day one, never liked her show when she walked in the office season one. Mm-hmm. I think that Christine hatred came after season one came out and people were obsessed with her show. Right. And not enough people were obsessed, obsessed with her and who she is. So now it's like, I'm the mean girl and you're the good girl. Yes. And she was trying to kiss her ass in season two. Like, let's be friends. Let's be friends. So she can look better for social media. Cause I know Christine and how she moves. I know her like, because I watch her and I know how she moves. Right. <laughs> but I feel like she was trying to be that person. But when her show was being built up, that's like, listen, your vibe is not mine. Your energy she's not mine all of a sudden it was like now and be a bitch and right. attack her even more and it's not fair and that's kind of why I want to see season four so badly because 
when Christine watches season three and sees how overshadowed her wedding was. Oh, forget it. Michelle, and she even says it. She's like, my wedding is being overshadowed by their divorce. But then the actual wedding itself, like the cameras focused more on Chrishell. Like I was just laughing because I'm like, this girl's going to flip out. Like and it has so, so hard when the snow thing did not turn out the way she wanted. Oh my gosh. They were all <laughs> coughing it up and oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. You know that Selling Sunset is the same guy who um, created The Hills. Makes so much sense. Yeah, even the style of filming. Like, it looks more like a movie than it does a reality show. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Me too. Makes you a big fan. Um, All right, next, I'm going to go to one of your favorite things. Keeping on with the S of it. Siesta Keys. Siesta Keys. (laughs) I know. See, even that, you're adding an S to the end. It's just one (laughs) It's just one. (laughs) I'll be revamping all the shows. I'm going to get like cease and desist letters from all these (laughs) networks. Like your friend, she's disrespecting our name. They actually Uh, just had an episode last night. I have to watch it. I know. I just got the work from uh, from MTV about it. But so Siesta Key. So we both watched it when it first came out Mm -hmm. and I fell off, but Amanda stayed on it. Uh, And when during, you know, during COVID, there's not a lot of new TV out. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give it a chance again. Oh boy. I was going to say, are you happy you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. I love the drama. I just hate how many commercials MTV has. Oh, I'm God. like, come on. And then sometimes they'll, like, have one scene and then a commercial. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. I learned a trick with the Bravo app. I haven't figured out MTV. With the Bravo app, when you're watching something that goes to commercial, get off the app. Like, don't close it out completely. Just get off of it. Go on Instagram for a second. Go back on it. And you'll go to the next scene. It won't oh. give you the commercial. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to try that. I tried it with MTV. No, the commercial was still waiting there for me. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, So Siesta Key, we have a lot of feelings um, about a lot of people on the show. I think they're all terrible people. Um, I do. Um, I I don't think any of them have, like, the only one I'd say, no, because, I mean, I like Brandon, um, but, you know, he's done shady things in the past, but I think, like, he's, like, kind of the most, like, well-rounded Mm-hmm. Um, and Garrett, I don't mind either. I know that you were telling me I'm going to be annoyed with him shortly. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind him. But the girls, I'm like, you suck. You suck. You suck. But this is how I felt with Vanderpump, too. Yeah. I'm still obsessed, you know? Yeah. All those girls, it's like, oh, gosh, they just, they really grind my gears. Like, yeah. So the, I'll, I'll talk about the episode I was just watching. It was when they were in Nashville. Okay. And you have Kelsey who, you know, starts hooking up again with Garrett. And then Jared, Mm -hmm. like, she confronts Jared because Jared was talking about her. And then she's like, what do you want from me? Because, you know, she's (laughs) wasted all the time. And then he was like, I just don't understand, like, how you could be, like, this, like, hurtful towards me, you know? And he makes a great point. And then we have Juliet, who is supposed to be, like, the lc or Kristen of it but she is for me she is but go ahead because i know you don't like her she just lacks the the personality like yeah but that was girls back in the day julia's the modern lc yeah that's what it it really is and the thing that pisses me off one she drinks way too much they all do (laughs) and the problem is is you can see the transformation in Mm -hmm. and in her actions when she's beyond the point of comprehension and it's like Mm -hmm. Like, girlfriend, you're on national television. Like, you have to be able, at this point in your life, she's, what, 22? You have to be able to say to yourself, like, okay, this is what my limit has to be because of the cameras. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just out with your girlfriends having fun, like, please, have all the fun. But there's cameras on you. And, like, you see, I have a different view on that. Okay, what's your view? She's 22, is my view. That's one. It's acceptable for me. I'm watching the show. And we got people on Vanderpump pushing 40 that should be doing that. That should be, like, Kristen, she yeah. should, when she's on Vanderpump, I'm like, girl, you pushing 40. You shouldn't be looking like you on drugs and alcohol. Yeah, she should be looking like, eh, like that. Yeah. And same thing with Jax and all those people. At least these kids are in their 20s and they're acting like that. Imagine watching... Look at Real Housewives and all those shows. Yeah. Those are the people I look at. And I'm like, girl, you should know your limit. You on national TV. Yeah. And your husband is like a, a plastic surgeon that he probably mad you acting like this. You know what I'm saying? All right. I respect your point. You get um, what I'm saying? But go ahead. About, I want to talk but about wait, Alex. How far from Nashville did you get, though, with they Alex? Just, they just hooked up. And they're talking on the bridge. 
So Alex, get it to Alex. Alex sucks. Like, first of all, I don't know what all these girls are obsessed with about him. He's I not attractive I at all. He to be attractive. And also, like, <laughs> the boy's in law school, right? <laughs> Alex, who's going to hire you? Who's going to hire you? All they have to do is Google your name. And not only is Siesta Key going to come up, but you being fired from MTV for being racist is going to come up. And all they have to do is like Google a little bit about Siesta Key and they're going to know what a terrible person you are. That boy, you know, he, he's, got a, he's got a hands problem too, just like his girl Juliet. Like his first reaction is to hit someone. Uh-huh. And the way he speaks drives me insane. Like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh-huh. Oh and, but he thinks he's so smart too and stuff like that. This is my thing. It's funny how you was like, Who's gonna hire you? You got you got kicked off the show for saying racist comments and blah blah blah. Jen, he gonna get hired. He gonna be just fine. That's mm-hmm. like what we thought four years ago. Well, you know who is it? Oh, yeah. Come on, it's just what it is. He's still gonna get hired. If anything, his father could go ahead and buy a whole law firm, and Alex be the one yeah. running it. That's the only true. reason why I don't like that kid is not even the racist comments. And me as a you know a, a woman of color, I should be like, oh my god. No, it's not that. It's who he is as a man. The way he speaks to those women, the way he is because he has money. Yeah. And the fact that he's the age that he is acting like that. And then when you get to know his father more, I'm I'm impressed on how MTV still records them. Wow. Because even the dad be saying some stuff sometimes. Oh, I can't wait to get further in. Yeah. When you get into the later in the hush, the hush purse that Mm -hmm. Chloe gets. Oh, yeah, and I can't wait for that storyline. Yeah, the father knows all about it. He is who, that kid is who he is because of his father. I'm just mad. I'm, I'm happy and mad about the show. I'm mad that they're the reason why the show came on. It was mm-hmm. their pitching and their money. Right. I'm happy that although Alex is no longer in it, we still got everybody else, especially Juliet, because I once you get to this season, you just want to see her win. And okay. you're just like, and then you want, and in my mind, I want her to win, her to take over, and sayonara to that whole storyline. I don't even care for uh, Alyssa's storyline right, anymore. Right. Yeah, because I, I don't like that girl at all. No. At all. No. I don't care for her either. At yeah, all. I, did, I just think it's interesting with MTV because it's like some some of their shows they like put their all into, and then some they don't. And I feel like Siesta Key, they've been pretty, pretty like invested in. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are because it's it's the new it's the new the Hills Laguna Beach right. and everything right. actually caught on. Yeah. They've been trying to do something like this forever, and this one actually caught on. And it's, and I want to know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Wait, wait, are you that far though? You're you're when issues with Madison. They they're about to meet back up. Okay, yeah. I want to know your thoughts on that though. On the dynamic of that happens? relationship, the age difference, and that because okay. that's a common thing being spoken about on Instagram with her. No, so for those of you who don't know, Madison is one of the original, you know, like stars of the show and she used to date a guy Brandon on it who was her age. And now she's dating a former producer of the show and he's oh, upwards of 40. And there's there's many components to it that I have problems with. One their age, I think that it's just, I, I never really like those kind of age differences. You know, like once, once you pass like 10 years, I just, Everyone feel, says that. Yeah, I just feel like after 10 years, it's like, there's so you've experienced very different things and parts of your life. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't like the fact, and we've talked about this before that he's okay with being on the show as a cast member now. To me, it's so weird and it's mm-hmm. so creepy that someone who was in charge of facilitating the show is now on the show as a cast member. Like, that, that is like a no-no in reality television land. Like, the behind-the-scenes people and the in-front-of-the-scenes people, they're never supposed to cross. Like, yeah. And this is going back, like, you know, real world. Batch- Bachelor, um, yeah. Even on Below Deck two years ago, there was an emergency and the video and the videographer, he had to drop his camera and, and um, jump in the water to uh, like dispatch um, one of the guys, his, his foot was stuck to something. And if the, if the videographer didn't do what he did, he would have lost his foot. And, you know, they had him come out and he was like, you know, 
we're not supposed to get involved with anything. And he said, but it was a life and death situation. And yeah. But it's a very strict thing. In reality television, they do not cross those lines. Like, on there, the Bachelor, there was a whole scandal on The Bachelor. I was going to say, the there Bachelor, was a whole scandal on that. Girl, yep, the girl got involved with one of the producers, and he was fired. She was kicked out. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very strict... It's a very strict line. It's not a thin line. And mm-hmm. so the fact that he just so casually is on the show and going back to Vanderpump, you know, Lala was dating a very um, uh, wealthy and successful businessman in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry. She was on the show for what, four or five years before he ever made an appearance. Mm-hmm. And that's because she had to beg him. Mm-hmm. And say, like, please, because, like, you know, it's such a big part of her life. This guy, they start dating. He's immediately on the show. I don't, he, hey, like, this is my new boyfriend. I was like, I don't Whoa. like it, and I don't trust it. I really don't. There's something weird about it. Um, on that uh, part, I, I really liked uh, the episode I was watching yesterday. They said how, um, you know, Kelsey was into Jake from Rebella, and then she's back into Garrett. And they were like, anyone with less than 400,000 followers and a blue check mark isn't good enough for her. And I was like, damn, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I thought that was so good. I was like, it's so true. It's so true. I love when these girls are, are uh, called I, out for their shit. I love it. And I love when they when they shit on each other. I love that they could do that. Mm-hmm. It's like Vanderpump. They can all call each other out on their bullcrap. But then they all still hang out and go on vacations. Together. I know. It's insane. Well, I don't know about after this season because that was kind of, that was a lot. Uh, yeah. All right. So what's next on our list? All right. Next, I thought it would be fun if we talked about Summer House. Oh. I know. Because it was very my birthday. I know. Happy birthday, Hannah Burner. <laughs> in hell. No, it wasn't um, Hannah. Lindsay's was yesterday. It was Lindsay's. It was yesterday. Lindsay's yesterday. Today's Hannah's. Oh, I didn't know that. I, you yeah. know me. I got Lindsay's my girl. So. My boo Luke posted. <laughs> yeah, so happy birthday, Lindsay. Happy birthday, Hannah. <laughs> we love you guys. Um, I'll make sure um, tag y'all in this so you <laughs> listen. I kind of wish like Hannah and Lindsay were the best friends and not Hannah, Paige, and <laughs> Well, I mean, Hannah and Lindsay were close last summer. They were really close to, you know, kind of. But the girls, the psychopaths like Paige and Amanda made it seem like it was like, she's trying to put us against them. <laughs> So I didn't watch Summer House, uh, which is on Bravo, when it first came out. And when I was binge watching Vanderpump, they had an episode where the Vanderpump um, cast went and hung out with these people in the Hamptons. That's the Steve Jobs one, which Nazi's wearing a turtleneck bathing suit. So good. And it led right into the series premiere of Summer House. And I was pissed. I was like, how dare they try and force me to watch this show? I want nothing to do with the show. I am watching Vanderpump. <laughs> and then like literally like a month later, I was like, oh, let me check out Summer House. And then it started. <laughs> um, and the first couple seasons, you know, they were good. They were entertaining. But goddamn, these past two seasons have been amazing, especially <laughs> this past one. And yeah. due to COVID, I don't think we're going to see a season this this summer, unless they're secretly filming, um, I know that Luke is back in New York, but he hasn't really posted like what he's doing or what he's up to. So and I saw that like Paige and her boyfriend were randomly one weekend at the summer house. So was Kyle one time one weekend. Hmm. Like some weekends they were posting them there. So I was like, Are you guys filming? Like what I know. The hell and is if going they, on? If they are, they're going to be very hush hush about it, anyways. Um, they, I know that they have planned to. Like Bravo said, we're going to do it because. The only thing that would really change would be like those huge parties that they used to throw. You know? Yeah, they, and, and the way I'm thinking about it is a lot of the most of the fun I enjoy watching is when they're in the house drinking. Just them. Just yeah. Them. So if they just all quarantined and then met at the got tested, everyone's negative, and right. they're all now in the house together. Right. That's like real world. Like just go ahead and do that. Exactly. Do that. Exactly. You know? Um, so Amanda is obsessed with Lindsay, who is mm-hmm. a spitfire. She and what's funny is I hated her that first season, <laughs> her and Everett. And now I, I'm like a huge Lindsay fan. I think she's amazing. Um, and I also bought Amanda for her birthday a cameo. Yes. Uh, and if you don't know what cameo is, it's actually very cool. Um, I know that you know it just 
makes the rich richer, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but basically, you go onto Cameo and they have all these celebrities, uh, reality stars, actual like program stars, athletes, um, talk show people, and you pay whatever fee they ask and they basically make a video for whomever you wish it to be and you tell them like what it's about. Mm-hmm. So I asked Lindsay to make one for Amanda for her 30th birthday and it was so cute. And what's funny is my girl, Mindy Kaling, the other day she tweeted, she was like, um, this somewhat famous uh, star was rude to me once on Twitter. I just found out they're on Cameo. Should I um, pay them to record an apology video to me? And I was like, if that's not the best way to use Cameo, I don't know what is. Yes, I seriously. <laughs> um, but Lindsay's awesome and she's dating this really cool guy who I was actually following prior to them dating which That's is so, so creepy. weird like so weird so when I saw them together I was like oh my gosh like it was just so weird it's um, even weirder because the guy that Jen is talking about is no one on TV no. the guy that Lindsay's dating he's not no. famous he's not from another Bravo show nothing he, so works, the fact- for the, he works for the Tao group yeah uh, like for the Tao restaurant group that's crazy yeah. Um, and then the other one that we, the other person we really love is Hannah and Hannah, I love her because she's a hot mess, but she, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like this, mm-hmm. past, um, this past season, we saw her have a very, you know, tumultuous relationship with Luke, who is just chef's kiss. Delicious. <laughs> I am so attracted to that man. It is. Disgusting. I know. Like, I know. I, oh, he makes my lady parts tingle. He really does. Even, even though he's emotionally unavailable, if for some reason I'm still like, it's yeah. dying. That's, that's the appeal, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> you can go behind me. It's fine. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but, but yeah, but she's, it's a friend of mine. <laughs> Hello, Idaho. <laughs> it's just me. Um, so um, the other person I want to talk about from Summer House is Carl. We also have to say one thing, though, because uh-huh. although she's not on the show too much, she's also a great guy. Oh, your yeah. girl. Danielle. Danielle. Lindsay, Hannah, and Danielle, those are my three girls. Yeah. I'm on that side. And then the other ones are just... <laughs> and I think... I, think I, feel bad, I feel bad for Paige because she looked really well put together for a really long time. And then this last season was just not the easiest no. season for her. No, she should have opted out. She should have <laughs> opted out. Yeah. So then we'll go to Carl. Go ahead. So Carl. So Carl has been like the token fuckboy of the show, uh, right? Yes. Like he started out having something with one of the um the uh what what are the twins? The Workus, Durkus, Mercus? The Workus sisters. Mercus twins. I think it's no, I think it's W. I think it's the Workus. Yeah, something like that. Um so he had something with one of them, and then that fell to pieces, and then he had like these like you know, quote unquote, like relationships with these other randos and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he had a thing with Paige, but then like didn't follow through. And then he's had little things with both Danielle and Lindsay. Lindsay. But we saw this past summer um, and, you know, Bravo, I think handled it pretty well because they, they, they kept the humor, but we saw Carl had a real problem. And in that it was a drinking problem. Um mm-hmm. And I think it was finally, like, as a viewer, it was finally, like, oh. Like, it's not just, like, fun Carl. It's, like, Carl has a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And found out off camera that he actually entered rehab after Mm -hmm. the season. And let me tell you, based on his Instagram, holy crap. Sobriety looks good. I'm like banging my table. Sobriety yes. looks good on that man. Girl, so fine. Like he looks amazing. He's glowing. I this is the thing about the show that I'm most excited about is when he describes to us in his interview what did it? What happened and what did it that made you want to do that change? Because that's really hard for someone to do by themselves. Yeah. Because the whole world could tell you have a problem. So I think I mean he's been this show's been on for seasons. And he, it just took now. So I wonder what was it? Was it quarantine? Was it feeling like the, seeing the world and things and how, because in my mind, I'm thinking a lot of stars, especially reality stars throughout COVID, things started coming out about them that got them kicked off shows and things like that. And a part of me wondered if Carl thought to himself, I need to get my shit together mm-hmm. before I end up saying or doing something because I'm drunk. Right. And, and I end up losing everything. Like yeah. all these other people, you know? Well, and what's interesting is him deciding to get sober 
actually could have negatively affected his income. Because not only is he on a reality show where half the fun and more than half, I'd say three quarters of the fun and entertainment is based off of drinking. That's that network, literally. But also he co-owns a liquor, an alcoholic company, a company that produces alcohol. So I, I think it was very, very admirable and, you know, upstanding of him to really kind of, um, take into account all those things mm-hmm. and still choose to like move forward on a, on a different path. Um, as someone who doesn't drink a lot and not often, I know how to have fun without alcohol, mm-hmm. but it's very, very hard for people who are heavy and steady drinkers to even imagine living their life in that way. Yeah, no, I listen that yeah. was me for a while in my life. Right. I, I loved alcohol. It was great. It was just this year that I recently, because I started to be healthy and work out, that I stopped drinking as much. Right. And it's a completely different situation. All you need is like what happened to me a month ago or two months ago. It was actually longer than that. It was three or four months ago. I got so hammered, got into a fight with my boyfriend for no reason, treated him like shit for no reason, and then fell and busted my entire face. When I tell you guys, like, I still have scars on my face that need to be cleared up, things like that. If you are in that kind of place in your life when it comes to alcohol, wake the F up. Like, I am saying it from someone from experience, wake up. Because I've been told it several times, never wanted to listen. It was whatever. But it was that day, that night, when I woke up the next day, saw my boyfriend crying upset because of how the way I heard him and then looked at my face. Something that's like, you know me, girl. I don't play with you. <laughs> Do not it, it, play. Yeah. Like, the money it, it, maker. It's the money maker. Exactly. That shit wakes mm-hmm. you up. And I think that a lot of things with Carl and also Kyle, the business with Kyle, he was ruining his friend's business yep. by showing up drunk and getting hammered to sell this product. It's like, it's, it's just like, I, I, it, I know what that feels like just to have that feeling where you're like, okay, maybe this isn't for me anymore. And I need to just yeah. find another, um, something else to keep my mind occupied that doesn't harm others or nor myself. And I'm super proud of him as a man mm-hmm. to have said that at his age, instead of just being like, well, this is who I am, like, right. it is what it is, and still made a change. I absolutely agree. And, I'm and I think due to that, <laughs> I love you. I think due to that too, we'll see whenever they do show the season, his, the universe is going to flourish him with everything he's ever wanted because he made that change. So Finding someone that he could connect with and he could love and actually committing mm-hmm. and things like that. He has a clear head now. Yeah. And I'm, Damn, I'm, I hope he listens to this because we love I'm him. Free. I'm available. So if you <laughs> want me, Carl, I'm all yours. Yeah, um, you know. All right. So just briefly, I just want to touch on a couple of other topics. Um, insecure. Oh. Because we be loving our Issa Rae. Yo, between, I just said this to someone yesterday, between Insecure and the show Vida, they, they're Emmys. They need to be taking Emmys home, these women. So because, I talked I talked about Insecure on um, an episode I did about like, kind of like under underdogs, like yeah. in, in the industry. Isn't it weird that they are? It's very weird. And it's funny because the people who love Insecure, they love it. And then mm. there's another group of people that just don't know about it. I, I don't know anyone <laughs> that just like well said, just likes the show. It's either you love it or you have no. Well, you don't know idea what I'm talking about. And it's such a shame because the show it started great, but it's evolved into something so so wonderfully written, acted, um, like kind of like organized. Like what she did this season, you know, with like the standalone episodes and um, the one the one scene that really stood out to me was. Um, spoiler alert, when Issa and um, Lawrence, Lawrence, think, I was going to say Ray. Um, <laughs> oh, because Issa Ray. There, uh, there, you, there you go, guys. She's messing up too. Go ahead. <laughs> um, when Issa and Lawrence are trying to make things work and they cut together all these different scenes of them hanging out and having sex and laughing and talking. And it was like all these scenes cut together. And I just absolutely, it stood out to me so much because, you know, we see them, you know, kind of like reconnect and what, whatnot. But a lot of times we see like from the good to the bad and we never get to really see the in-between. Yeah. And I feel like in that brief, like, you know, two minute montage, we were able to see um, the rebirth of their relationship. And it was oh. so 
it was so good to see. And it was so like, wow. Like it made me like, be like, damn, that would be so nice. That when I so called nice. you to talk about it, I literally, it was so well written that I compared it to girls when Marnie goes with her ex and we get to see that line again, like that yeah. storyline again of how that works out for them. And it was just so perfect. I look at Insecure as a modern black sex in the city. Like oh, that's yeah. how I look at it. It's like black very, women in very LA. Modern. Very modern. Yeah. Very modern. What they deal with. Now, Sex in the City, I find it to be a timeless show because mm-hmm. even though some of the um, some of the intricacies can't mm-hmm. like, be compared to today, the topics and the themes and the feelings of it transcend through the decades. Yeah, it's, it's but, funny you say that. It's the truth. Right, but with Insecure, I feel like they've really taken a modern look at things, right? Like, mm-hmm. like with what Molly, ha- you know, with what happened with Molly. She goes on vacation and gets into an argument with her boyfriend's brother and his girlfriend or his wife about race. race. And it's a very timely topic, right? We're in the middle of this cultural and civil revolution. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just so, and they couldn't have predicted this six months ago or a year ago when they were filming it, right? They were just going based off of things that they had experienced in the real world that someone like me, a little white girl, wouldn't know unless we see it on TV, right? Mm. About it. So I think that it was just, I just think the thought process behind Insecure has evolved so beautifully. It started out awesome and fun and funny, right? With her rapping in the mirror and like, yeah, yeah. And now it's become this like, like deep, like think piece. Yeah. Each episode. I love it. It's so true. And you know, it's funny. The first time I heard about it was, it's funny that I compared girls. It was Lena Dunham on the, ooh, I'm sorry, on the um, Breakfast Club. Mm. She, they Charlemagne, the guy was asking her why there was no black cast, like mm. a black cast member in her story. She said, Why would I have a black cast and the story that I'm telling when I'm not a black woman? Mm. It would be wrong of me to do that. I'm talking about mm. Jewish girls in New York. She goes, Well, we have Issa Rae coming out with a show on HBO. She says the thing, and it's black women in Los Angeles. And I think that's going to be a great thing. You know what? That's a well. really, I never thought about it from that perspective. And no, and, and the point. No, she said it. She's like, she said, I look at the billboard now, like you know, six years later after the show is done. She's like, shit, would I have done a whole billboard of white women and girls? Yeah. You know, no. But then I think about it, and I'm like, but I can't tell your story. Right. And even Charlemagne was like, yo, I respect that. I don't want to pretend like I know what you guys have been through right. and not, you know, and I have that. These, this was my life. These were my girls and I've respected that. And then she's mentioned insecure Issa Rae. And wow. I went, I looked it up and I was like, Oh my God, this is like a regular girl mm-hmm. who wrote just like Lena Dunham yeah. and they blowing up. And I was just like, and I, and I, I can't wait to watch I, this. I think what I like about Issa is that she's very self-aware like like she owns her blackness she owns her powerful womanness but at the same time we see that it, at her heart she's just an insecure girl yeah she really is yes. she's an insecure awkward girl she has this you know powerful femininity about her and whatnot but at the end of the day she's just like you and me where she looks in the mirror and she's like why why yep. You know, yep. like, that's what I love about her. Like, yep. she's such a relatable character. Yeah, and I love that they have two different kinds of Black women that go through the same kinds of struggle with letting love lives. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and it's so, such a true thing, period, with women. It's like, it, I don't know what it is. There's, like, one friend being a happy, good relationship, the other one's not. And then when the other one gets into it, something's going on with my relationship. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that they do that on the show. Absolutely. And that when they're finally both in a good place, it's like as if now they're not getting along. Yeah. It's not yeah. crazy. I, it's it's just really good. It's such a woman show. It's really this good. season, you know, they touched on postpartum depression, which mm-hmm. is extremely, extremely underwritten and underperformed about in the entertainment industry. And it mm-hmm. affects so many more women than we will ever know about. And, and, and they got a wonderful woman to play it to. Yeah, very, very woke, very outspoken. <laughs> Love her. Um, and then the other girl who is my, I call her my spirit <laughs> actor, Kelly. Um, and she's played by Natasha Rothwell, who I follow on Twitter every day. She tweets to Donald Trump saying, at real Donald Trump or whatever, you are trash. Um, <laughs> or she'll be like, good morning, you're still trash today. Um, 
she, I, I said, I said, said it to you many times. That girl needs some kind of recognition, whether it be an Emmy, whether it be uh, a magazine cover, whether it be a spotlight. Like she's so good, and she's the comic relief that the show needs because Issa's funny. Issa's very. Yep. Funny. But in the moments where Issa can't be that way, where she has to kind of be like that, almost like the guiding light, Kelly comes. Kelly delivers. <laughs> God, and she's got these one-liners, and she's so, like, unabashedly herself. Yeah. You know? Like, whether that's Natasha or whether it's the character of Kelly, like, it, you know, she's just, she's sexual, and she's funny, and she's outspoken, and mm-hmm. she's ridiculous, and I love her I like Mm -hmm. her all the time I'm like this girl needs recognition like she's you you know what's funny the the show uh love Victor that I told you I started watching she's the principal on the show get out of here and the moment the moment she came up to introduce herself I was like Kathleen they got you on Hulu (laughs) now what up Kelly you on Hulu I was so hyped for her I love her and she plays the same thing but as a principal Oh just like one-liners okay. out there with the kids. She now don't care. Now she's like she's like the principal you have and Roosevelt that like mushes the kid. And she's like, why you don't got a book bag on? Ms. You Green. in school. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I still, do you see how scared I look just saying her name? She, yeah. Miss Green, yeah. if you're out there, I'm still petrified. Okay. That was, that, I remember because like, my mom, Ms. my Green. mom told Ooh. her. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, I heard you got a paddle. Miss Green goes, yeah, I do. She goes, my son is Freddie Valoy. Use it as many times you need to. And walked away. <laughs> that is so good. She's oh awesome. And I, I hope she comes out with stand up and like, oh, God. Yeah. I yeah. actually want to see these. I, I'm waiting for COVID to be done because I would love to see either Molly or her do a stand up and me go wherever they're at to go yeah. fly see it. I would love, I would be awesome. Heartbeat. That's why I was so glad when I was in um, California in February, I went to see one of the podcasts I really love, Girls Gotta Eat. Um, I went to see their lives, uh, their live podcast. And I, and now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I went then because it's going to be quite a while before we see anything in a live capacity, you know? Yeah. Now that you say that, I'm going to take advantage of that when things get back to normal to start going to those. Cause I do like the live, especially yeah. with the girls. That would be, especially, uh, what's her name from Bachelorette. I would like to see Paris live. Which one? Uh, in the Bachelorette. The one that's with Jason now. Oh, Caitlin. Caitlin. How I forget her name, but now I know her man's name. I know. I went to her podcast live. It was great, wasn't it? Was it? So good. She was wasted. Jason was wasted. He threw me a scrunchie. Still had Yeah, it. you told me. You told yeah. me about the scrunchie. Was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I went by myself, too. I was just sitting there like, Woo! I'm gonna have to um, do that. Speaking of live though, and, and we're gonna we're gonna end with this because we're obviously gonna have to have a part two. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get through half the list. Okay, literally, I didn't get through half the list. This is so, what happens with Freddy's, but this is great. Yeah, so I'll just, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do part two, probably in like two weeks or so. Um, Jesus, well, why so far? Um, okay, well, maybe next week. That's fine. That's fine. Um, what can happen in two weeks, bro? So I wanted to tell a story about Amanda and I. So, you know, we've, we've done like little travels here and there together. But a couple of years ago, we, um, I told her, I said, hey, Amanda, I got this crazy cheap ticket to London. Uh, my family's there, so I only have to pay for, like, flights. I was like, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go see Adele. And Amanda said, I'm coming, too. And I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, I'm coming. That's it. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So it was only going to be, like, a five-day trip. Like, we were just going, really, for Adele. I was like, look, we'll still be able to, like, explore London and everything. But, like, you know, Adele's, like, you know, the main, the, the, the entree. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... We, she comes up to New York, we fly to Philly, we get, we change over, we fly to London, Amanda's drunk on the plane, on, on wine, crying over these movies, I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we just get there? <laughs> so we get to London, we go to my aunt's house, you know, Amanda meets everyone, we go out, we like, are walking all around London, we had such a fun time, we went to go see Waitress, uh, not Waitress, mm-hmm. Beautiful, 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 on, uh, on, on the West name? End. Carol King. Carol King, yes. That yeah, was such on a great the West End. And it was just such an amazing show. We were both like streaming tears down our faces. So I good. didn't even leave when we had breaks. I'd yeah. be like, you go get me something because I just didn't, I didn't want to leave my yeah. seat. It was amazing. Um, so the next day, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited because Saturday was uh, – Adele was playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I said, let's mm-hmm. go to Saturday because if something, like, happens to her, she'll cancel Sunday – 
And I don't want to do Friday because it's the first night. I feel like the middle night would be like the best one. <laughs> um, I wake up Saturday morning and I have a message and it's like 7 a.m. And it's my cousin, my British cousin's friend who, you know, had seen my Facebook status like, oh, we're in England to see Adele. And she's like, hey, hon, um, did you hear the news? And I'm like, the news? And she's like, yeah, Adele canceled for tonight. And I was like, no, she didn't. <laughs> and she's like, no, she did. I go onto Instagram and Adele has posted, I'm so sorry, everyone. My voice is shot. I won't be able to perform today and tomorrow's cancel, uh, concerts are canceled. And <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like looking at my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I like knock on Amanda's door. And I'm like, Amanda, and this bitch hadn't slept all night. She was up <laughs> arguing with the person she was dating at the time. She like opened the door, her hair all like, ah. like, Amanda, Adele just canceled the concert tonight. She's like, no, she didn't. It's like, no. No, no, it was, you was like, oh my God, it's canceled. canceled. And I was like, the tour? Yeah. we were on a tour. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were on the tour in London. You was like, no, Amanda, Adele, Adele canceled. I was like, Oh, why? And you was like, her throat thing. And I was like, okay. And you, it was like the end of the world. And I was like, Jen, we're still in London. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. But I forgot that that was my first time. Jen already had been there because she has yeah. family there. So for her, no, bitch, this is for Adele. I was so, <laughs> well, because the whole thing was is that on the North American tour, I had been on like three different phones trying to get tickets through Ticketmaster. And I was online and it was like, oh, your number, whatever, whatever. And it sold out in minutes. And everyone was like really, really upset because obviously it was like all these like scammers and whatnot. And so when the day came, I remember your dad went to the concert. He like went to the actual, <sighs> went to actual Madison Square Garden and like got a ticket for like a few hundred bucks or whatever. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. And I was like, like, I was like, damn, like maybe I should have done that, whatever. But then when the opportunity came up to go to England, I was like, oh my gosh, this is way better. I was like, the ticket was probably like the, the concert ticket was probably like 200 bucks. The flight was only 400. So I was like, yeah. I was like, this is, this is like win, win, win. So when she canceled, I mean, like the heartbreak I felt was just like undescribable. I was so upset and so just taken aback because I was like, I had everything planned so meticulously, right? We were doing the tour that day. We were going to come back. I had my outfit already. Like, and were- side note for people that have not traveled with Jen, she's the best <laughs> to travel with. If you're like me, who just goes with the flow, that is your travel. She would, I, I would have never went and saw Donna King, Carol King, a day in my life. And it was the most incredible thing. So I get, I definitely felt your pain. I felt so bad because you did, you did plan everything. But I will say the positive things about this is that she hasn't done a concert since. Right. Right. Because if she would have came out a year later, I would have been like, Jen, we fighting her. Yeah. And the bitch went and lost half her body weight. So I'm like, can you even still sing? Like, I don't appreciate that. First of all, I don't appreciate you looking so good because you made me feel better about being a big girl. And two, you might be fucking with your voice and you don't even know it. I don't appreciate it. What if that extra meat is why we love your voice? Like, stop it. Yeah, you change your whole self up. Your voice could easily change. Yeah. I don't appreciate it. it. You're supposed to stay big and and give me something to, to like, you know, feel, feel relatable about. You know, I feel like I feel like London was your breakup with her, and, and and it's and it's you're still processing now. I'm on I'm on 23. I mean, uh, 21 right now. This is 21. Then when she and I make up, well, it'll be 25. But okay. I was gonna say the silver lining, and I know this is very rude to say, but the silver lining is she got divorced. Yes. So we can hope for a heartbreak CD soon because you know a bitch loves to be sad. Okay. Or give me an album with like a newcomer like someone like that sounds like her that's good as well mm-hmm. but Adele wrote all the songs Ooh. Okay. I would love that too okay with someone like the girl um what's her name she just won an award the Grammy um the one that I love the rainbow song um Casey Musgraves yes actually like, she's just going through a divorce so we might get a really good heartbreak <laughs> <laughs> I know oh my gosh we're the worst like yes divorce oh my gosh the worst absolute worst <laughs> 
You don't think, you don't understand. I think every girl feels this way. I'm like, Jen could tell everyone, I am in the most happiest, healthy relationship of my life, but I still be jamming the saddest music. Do yeah. I be wanting to fight? Sometimes I want to feel the music more. So I'd be just be wanting to start a fight with him just so I could feel the music. Because that's I just my, love your own music. Last like week's that. podcast, I did my top five sad songs, like heartbreak songs, because there's nothing better than feeling as though someone out there gets you and mm. someone out there understands the emotions that you feel you're so alone in right mm-hmm. even if it's one line from a song just being able to to connect to that and to yeah. have a piece of your heart just kind of be like it's okay girl it's okay mm-hmm. it's, it makes a world of difference that, that was someone like you for me for oh. sure see i the one on my list was all i ask Mm, that's another good one. Yeah, because I just, during the time of someone like you, that one meant it's more. It's so bittersweet, right? Like all I ask, like just this one last night, like homie, like you're more, like we're more than just friends. Like ugh. okay, so if I had to say someone like you was perfect for the breakup rehab I had, but I had to move back home mm-hmm. for those six months because in my mind it was that fuck you. I I would just get someone like you, right, uh, or even better. But if things weren't to work out in my relationship now, it would be all I ask. Because mm. it's such a passionate ending oh. to it. And I feel like if we were to end, it would never be something like, I hate you. It would be more like a mutual thing mm-hmm. because it's just not working out. And that song would be it because that's how I would definitely feel right. too. Like, I just need one night. One night. Mm. With my ex, no, I didn't need one more night. I needed you. I needed the whole memory to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, please. Just uh, <laughs> eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, me, please. Just about to say, yeah. I wanted to be eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I Jen, just that movie. Not to get off on a tangent, but I think about that movie all the time because it's such, it's such a, like a catch 22. Yes. The possibility of erasing someone from Mm -hmm. your mind and all your memories associated with them, but then never being able to remember how you felt during those good times and, and to kind of like revel in those memories or keeping all of it and dealing with the heartbreak that comes, that is associated with them. That's how we'll end this. Yeah. What would you do? Everything that you've been through in your life, especially with boys, would you want to still have those memories and that feeling or would you want it to change? Oh, oh guys, I wish I could see her face right now. She's like, ooh. Oh. So, uh, went deep. I'm going to say, and this is very weird for me to say, but I'm going to say keep them. Keep them. Yeah, and it's only because... There are some times when I like think back on things and I just smile, right? Like there's a lot of heartbreak and a lot of sadness, but there are just these little things or these little like um, almost like flashbacks mm-hmm. um, that, that kind of like say like, oh man, that was a good moment. You know, yeah. like, man, I was that close to like mm-hmm. really feeling like reciprocated love. Yeah. You know? So what the reason you? why I would keep mine mm-hmm. is because it's something that Bill and I always say to each other. Because we've both been through really bad heartbreak. He's been through a divorce after being with someone for 15 years, you know, and having a kid with them and things like that. We would keep it just because when we met each other, we appreciate each other so much more mm. because of all the pain. I, I don't, I don't, if we would have met each other in a sooner time, we would have never appreciated what we had. True. So, and I think all my boy stuff and and women stuff because I date both. Um, it's it was just like I needed that to realize. Oh, this is something good. Let's not mess this up. You know, if I didn't have those experiences, I probably would have messed this up a long time ago. One of my favorite Rascal Flat songs. God bless the broken road that led me straight. Led me to you. Love it. Mm. Mm. You know we're just gonna stop right there. We're gonna stop. Oh, right there. Yes, yes. Um, Amanda, I love you so much. I thank love you more. so much for being on my podcast, guys. Amanda and I—we've been through so many ups and downs together, apart, all that. And I just have to say, she's so loyal. She's so funny. She's wise beyond her uh, years. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I hope that we get to hear from you more. We have a lot to talk about. Oh God, for sure. And I want to apologize for any like mishaps that was happening. I am in a campground, it's and I saw an elderly woman grabbing all her clothes to go put it inside the wash, and I had to get up and help her. It's okay. My twenty listeners will understand. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, can you give everyone your social media info, and I'll also put it in the episode description. Yes, my social media, it's not private, so if you guys want to follow and check out our journey, which we're still doing exciting things. Actually, we have something really exciting coming up this weekend that I'm excited for. It's effortless.rose. 
um, and B-F-F-O-R-T-L-Y-S-S dot R-O-S-E is where you guys can find me. And if you have any questions about what we're doing, uh, Camper Life, I'd be more exactly more than happy and to respond. And your, uh, your hashtag. Oh, hashtag Bill and Mandy's USA Adventure, because Jennifer is still time like uh, this one that thought of it. It's not, it's not two A's. It's US Adventure. Sure, yes. Yeah, yeah. If I tell you guys how long it took for us to find a hashtag, thank no, God for Jen. It's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> All right, so we're going to pose real quick for a pic. Oh, wait. Hold on. I also... I also want to like use my phone so I can post it because <laughs> because this is the life we live in. <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> One, oh, two, three. That's great. Love it, love it. Oh, so you're right. gonna have to send me yours. Mine's came out awful, but okay, send me yours. No problem. no problem. All right, I love you, and I'll talk to you later. Yes, please. Like when we get off. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks Bye. for tuning in, everyone, and I will see you next time. Bye. to